Beauty for ashes. 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 God wants to give you beauty for ashes, and today we're talking about worth, self-worth, our worth to God, and you know, sometimes we don't even see that we have the worth and why that is, so I am just so happy that you all made it on today. This is the third episode, okay? third episode episode number three and I am hoping that you are here because you started with number one you was like you know what I just want a little bit more of that (laughs) and you kept on listening right so um we are going to discuss worth and of course I mean you may have got a little bit of a taste of how I like to do things I kind of if I'm talking about a specific word, I like to start off with the definition. It is through the definition a lot of times that the Holy Spirit begins to reveal things to me about the specific topic. So what is worth, all right? Uh, When I looked up what worth was, the definition was having or showing the qualities or abilities that merit recognition in a specified way, okay? So um, when you have worth, right, you exhibit a certain quality, a certain ability that requires, really it's almost like a requirement for people to treat you a certain way or they recognize that you should be treated in a certain way. So we looked a little deeper here and worth was broken down into three other definitions and I believe that's where a lot of the revelation came from, okay? So the first part was that if you are worthy, you are deserving of effort attention or respect. I'm going to do a lot of um, reminders throughout this podcast, okay, because we need to know who we are, all right, and who God says we are. So go ahead. This is going to be an episode where you're going to want to write some things down because we're going through scriptures. We are. This is a scripture-heavy episode, okay, because God has a lot to say about our worth. Um, so you are deserving of effort, time, and attention, okay? If you are right now in a situation, sis, and you're begging somebody for your attention, or bro, because <laughs> I, I, I imagine men will listen to this as well, but if you are in a situation and you are begging somebody for your attention at this very moment in your life, I need you to stop it right now. Stop it right now. Okay, because you are deserving of someone to give you effort, of someone to recognize that you deserve effort, that you deserve attention, that you deserve respect. I think a lot of times we get caught up, especially in this culture where people say, oh, I don't have time for that. I'm so busy. I'm booked and busy, booked and busy. I can't really give you attention like you want it. 
And really, we give attention and we give effort to the things that we want to give that to. So don't let anybody tell you that lie, right? If you see that someone's fruit is showing that they can't give you effort, attention, or respect, it's time for you to go, all right? And you are beyond deserving of respect, all right? The saying that people will treat you how you allow them to is very real. You set the standard. You set the standard. I literally went through most of my relationships in the back of my mind, knowing what I would and wouldn't do, what I would and wouldn't um, allow, and I was passive, right? Don't be like me. <laughs> Don't be like me and become passive on the things that you know that um, you deserve, all right? So the next part is uh, speaking to being worthy is being good enough and suitable. So we're, we're going to talk about suitability in a minute, but I want to focus on that part about you are good enough. All right. So I, I came to a point where I was in a relationship and um, I literally began to question whether I was good enough. Right. I was questioning whether who I was, who Shayna was, what Shayna brought to the table, her personality, her looks, her um the things that she's passionate about, the things that she gives, the love that she brings. I was questioning whether or not that was good enough, right? And so let me remind y'all that y'all are good enough because I, I, I've gotten to that point now where I've realized like, okay, sis, you were tripping, all right? You are definitely good enough. But let's begin by saying that you're enough because God says you're enough. When I tell y'all, when I was going through uh, the beginning of my breakup, um, I literally schedule a reminder on my phone for daily for it to pop up that says you are enough because God said you're enough because I needed that reminder. And so there's no there is no shame in setting reminders for yourself. OK, we have these phones, we have these smart devices and use them for good things as well. Um, so the lie that you're not enough is a result of a lost identity. OK, when you don't know who you are or whose you are. That's when you start questioning whether you're enough, because if you recall the fact that God said that you are enough, that God says that you are an overcomer, that God says that you are more than a conqueror, you know, that God says that you are beautiful, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. When you can recall on those things that God has said, God formed you, right? Then you're going to know you're enough. Ain't nobody going to be able to tell you different, okay? <laughs> no one will be able to tell you different. You know, maybe... Is that they aren't able to recognize you in all your fullness because this is not something God has for you, okay? And so that's what leads me into uh, suitability, all right? Um, being worthy also means to be suitable or fit for a specified thing. You are worthy. You are worthy, but you are fit, for something specific. God created you for something specific, a specific purpose, a specific person. If you are called to marriage, if you desire marriage, um, you are worthy, but you are fit for something specific. All right. Maybe you aren't fit for the relationship that you're in. Maybe you aren't fit for the company that you work in, but that does not diminish your worth. I think about when um, you're applying for a job, right? And just because you didn't get the job does not mean that you aren't skilled to do the job. It doesn't mean that you couldn't handle it per se. You know, it's just that maybe it wasn't a good fit. What are those emails you get? I, I for one, 
<laughs> we get so irritated by like emails from jobs that say, well, you know, sorry, it's not you. Cause it's almost like, mm, don't even, don't even email me at this point. But seriously, those emails are saying things like, oh, we thank you for your time, but you're not a good fit, or we found a better fit, or we found someone more suitable for the position. So I, I want to express today, do not take it personally if you don't fit in a situation, if you don't fit in a relationship, if you don't fit in a job. Do not take that personally because I can guarantee you that if you take it over to God, if you bring it to God, if God is number one in your life, you will, you will do nothing but fit <laughs> because God's will for your life will be in motion. You know, normally it doesn't shake us to know that we didn't get the offer. I mean, probably depending on the job, but a lot of times we've already submitted applications to other places, right? Um, so that's why we have to get out of being afraid to let go of relationships that are no longer working, okay? I am yelling at myself because that is one of the lies that the enemy told me in my past relationship is that, no, you're not going to find anything better. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, like, <laughs> that's what the enemy sounds like. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, you are too valuable to waste away in a relationship that does not fit your purpose, that does not fit your assignment in life, that does not fit where God is taking you, okay? Treat it like a job, a job that you found out wasn't a good fit and you were like, well, you know what? I'm gonna apply to the next one, okay? Or I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna um, go to school so that I can have the skill for this specific relationship. Maybe I wanna be skilled so that I can be prepared for marriage, you know? Um, we wonder why we can't grow right? Some of the relationships that we are in are past the expiration date, and we wonder why the fruit is spoiled, mm, right? We wonder why we can't grow in this relationship anymore. We wonder why we don't have anything to talk about with this person anymore. We wonder why we can't stop arguing with this person. Why can't we get along? Why won't he pray with me? Why won't she pray for me? You know, it's because they're no longer a good fit, all right? They're past the expiration date. It's time for you to look at what you're worth and move on, okay? You, you don't take um, a fruit that is spoiling, right? And put it in a bag with fresh fruit. That don't that don't work, right? That doesn't mix, okay? So you need to move on when you see that this situation is spoiling and you're no longer prospering in it. All right? And I'm speaking specifically to like singleness and dating and and uh relationships like that. Uh I'm not here to really speak on marriage in this podcast and like I said in a previous episode that or I should say I'm not here to speak on marriage in this episode. <laughs> um, but like I said in a previous episode, I believe it was episode two about obedience, um, that we will be talking about marriage <laughs> on this podcast. It's just not in this episode. But I just wanted to throw that in there that I'm speaking more so towards uh, relationships where you're dating people and you find out like, whoa, this doesn't really work or this doesn't really meet my standard or I know I'm more valuable than this. I know that I'm worth more than this, but I'm going to stay because I don't really know if I can do any better, right? So uh, the person who is suitable for you Okay, the person who is suitable for you, which is the person that God has for you, the person that God created for you to be in covenant with, will see your worth and be able to care for you. That goes back to maybe, uh, th that goes back to the statement that the person may be treating you in this way because they aren't even who you're supposed to be with, right? 
okay? Suitable means right or appropriate for a particular person, purpose, or situation. Ain't that just clear? Ain't that just plain as day? All right. We weren't treated right by them because they were not right for our purpose. Not only that, but we did not stand firm on our value. You know, you are valuable. When you're worthy, you are valuable and you are important. Luke 12 and 67 says, are not five sparrows sold for two pennies and not one of them is forgotten before God? Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. Right here, God is letting you know that you are more valuable than many sparrows. In this scripture, they talk about how five of these sparrows were sold for two pennies. That's not much, okay? Five, five for two cents, okay? That is not much. But God says, I have not forgotten even of them. So are you not more valuable than some two cent, some five for two cent sparrows? <laughs> like, come on, we have to look at ourselves and realize like, wow, God sees me. And if he doesn't forget about the animals of the earth or, you know, the grass and the seasons changing, aren't we that more valuable, right? What do we normally do with valuables? We care for them. We store them. We don't just let anyone touch them. We guard them. We're careful not to break them. We set the items at a high price when we're ready to sell them. You know, God wants us to see the value that we have. He wants us to see ourselves as he sees us. Because once we see how much value we hold, how important we are, we won't let just anyone speak to us. And yes, sis, I'm talking about even when you give that guy your number and you know good and well that you are not about to talk to him. <laughs> or maybe God has you in the season of not dating, period, right? Um, he doesn't even want you texting anybody, but you got bored and you were like, well, I guess I'll just entertain what's his name over there. No, no, no. Cut that out. Okay, we're not settling over here. We won't settle when we know our value. We won't let just anyone touch us, right? Okay, so that is speaking to sex that yes that's what i'm speaking to we're not going to let just anybody touch us the only person that should be touching us in that way right should be our husband right um that's what the bible says so when we know our value we don't have an issue telling someone no to sex and if they want to continue to try to persuade you to do so then you out the door right out the door because you don't even um see what I'm saying as value, you're not even taking seriously my reasoning for not wanting to engage in sex with you. Um, so also, if we see ourselves how, how God sees us and, and how valuable we are, we will guard our hearts. All right. The Bible says above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. If we were more selective, y'all, if we were more selective about who we open our hearts to, we will be better guards. We will be better stewards over our hearts. My mother used to always tell me um, that scripture, guard your heart, guard your heart. And I'm just like, uh, you know, I am or I am like I'm a, and and no, like literally if I cared more about myself, if I knew the value that I held within me, if I knew my worth, I would have been. The, psh, let me tell you, nobody would have been getting through. OK, unless God said so, <laughs> unless God himself was like, you know what? Shayna, let them through, let them through. Okay, so literally, um, and that's not to say that you have to harden your heart um, or anything of that nature, but it's just saying you need to be wise 
be wise about who you open yourself up to, okay? Keep in mind that someone can know that you are valuable and still not know how to care for you. Because I believe that, because it came across my mind when God was giving me this. And, you know, I was thinking about how, well, you know, you'll be in a relationship and the person doesn't want to let you go. They may not want to do all the other things you're asking them, but they for sure don't want to let you go. Like, why is that, right? Well, see... People can know that something is valuable and still not know how to care about it. Think about the people who purchase valuable items, right? And they spend all this money and then it sits up on the shelf and it collects dust. Some of us have been dating people who have forgotten about us, you know? They left us up on the shelf to collect dust, all right? Because again, they, they know that you're valuable, but they don't want nobody else to have you. So you're just going to sit on the shelf, collect us. You know, they're not going to try to work with you. Um, they're not going to try to better themselves or better the relationship. They're not trying to um, go after God's heart with you. You know, whatever the case may be. Uh, but they see your value, though. They see your value. So you're good for that shelf, right? Um, and then some of us are dating collectors, all right? We are just one of the many valuables, okay? We're in this relationship. He's telling you that you're the only one. Meanwhile, sis, it's a bunch of y'all lined up on that shelf right now. They know what they have, mm -hmm. but they are not prepared, equipped, or in most cases, suited to be your partner. You are so valuable that God gave his only begotten son. John 3:16. Jesus paid the highest price, y'all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believeth on him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves you so much. God values you so much that he sent his only son to pay the price for your sins so that you could have eternal life. You got to be pretty valuable for somebody to send their only son and to give you eternal life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be <laughs> pretty valuable in God's eyes for that. We should be finding our value in what God says about us, and we should be finding our value on what Jesus did on that cross, all right? I kind of have a funny story. Um, when I was younger, in high school, I was dating a guy. It was my high school boyfriend, um, also the person who I gave myself to. And prematurely, of course, I am not in any way endorsing to do that. Please, if you have not <laughs> um, given yourself to someone and you are waiting to marriage, yes, please stay on that track. Um, but my dad, one day, uh, the, the boyfriend is there and... Uh, my dad is giving this example of a wedding cake, right? And I'm just like embarrassed because I'm like, dad, what are you talking about? And of course, you know, the guy is like super immature. So he's over here saying like inappropriate things about me being a wedding cake, right? And um, like neither of us basically were taking it seriously. But when I thought back on it, you know, God brought it back to my memory as I was writing this outline, you know, wedding cakes are usually some of the most expensive cakes. Um, they are of great value and they represent great things, right? They represent a uh, union. They represent um, love, you know. They are carefully formed together to be presented at a special time and is only cut into at the time of marriage, well, you know, after the, the union has been made. So uh, I just wanted to throw that story in there because it just goes to show that, you know, God has taken you, right, and he has formed you, all right? He has formed you, and he is preparing you for that time. And nobody should be slicing into the cake, 
before that time, right? Um, because you are worth that, okay? You were bought at a high price. You're an expensive cake, okay? <laughs> You're an expensive cake. You are. You have layers of value. You have layers of worthiness throughout you, you know? You've been carefully put together, right? And you are supposed to be saved for a special time. Um, so, and I, I don't want to condemn anyone who has <laughs> let someone take a piece of the cake because, uh, y'all, I don't, I can't say nothing because I have done my, uh, dirt, <laughs> if you will, but I have definitely repented and I've come before God and I've asked for forgiveness and God has been working in me and through me and healing me of those different wounds, you know, of those different soul ties, those pieces that were taken out prematurely and God is forming me again. He's putting those pieces back together. He is uh, kind of mixing the cake up again, you know, and producing something even more beautiful. So um, please don't take it as any condemnation, y'all, because trust, your girl don't got no room to talk. <laughs> um, but yeah, God says that you're worthy. And you know who else tells you that you're worthy? Honey and Cocoa Consignment. Honey and Cocoa Consignment is a faith fashion brand and consignment boutique for those God has called to be set apart. We may be flawed, but God says we're still fabulous. You come for the clothing, but you'll leave with the love and confidence of Christ. Honey and Coco sponsored this episode, and they're very near and dear to my heart because during the conference I went to, and if you are interested about that conference and kind of a recap, um, it is on my social media, but also it is um, recapped in episode one. After the first prayer um, on the first night, I was being ministered to, and God called me worthy, right? And that's why this episode is even more important because God specifically said, you are worthy. He gave me that. Um, and it was something that I had not ever thought about myself as, unfortunately. After I leave out, Honey and Coco um, are out there vending and they have this dope blazer, consignment blazer. And on the back, it says, you are worthy. And I just knew I had to get it. I had to, because it was so significant to what God had just told me and just the direction that I was going in. I was seriously excited because if you know me, I love thrift shopping. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite pastimes. So I think it's absolutely awesome that they um, do consignment and, um, you know, you can come in with one thing, thinking you're just here to shop, sis, but you're going to leave knowing that God calls you worthy. He calls you to be set apart. So what does the Bible actually say about worth then? You know, what is our worth to God? You know, this is the moment where you're really going to want to write some things down, y'all. Um, we're about to go through some scriptures, and um, I would recommend maybe just copying down the scripture and then any notes you want to put with it and then going back to read the scripture and meditate on it. Um, I will definitely have all the scriptures um, where they can be found on the show notes. Now, if you're listening to this through Spotify or um, Apple Podcasts or Amazon or Google, they should give you the show notes there. But in case they don't, you can head over to our site, www.beautyforashespodcast.co, and um, the show notes will be listed there with every episode. First of all, we're going to start from the beginning, okay? Genesis 1 and 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created created him male and female he created them so surely surely 
You are of great worth given the truth that we were formed in God's image, right? God has to believe that we're worthy if he would even think, you know, to create us in his image because God is absolutely amazing. God is absolutely worthy of all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. So who are you not to be of any worth, right, if you were made in God's image? Psalms 139, 13 through 15 says, for you form my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. All right. So this scripture, I'm actually going to read from the message uh, version as well, because I think it's so beautiful how um, they interpret it. But when I was looking at the scripture, because I love this scripture very much, my mom would always tell me, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. My mother used to write me devotions as well, and that was in the devotion. Um, so fearfully is from the Hebrew word yer, which is to stand in awe. So David is saying here that we are awesomely made. You know, God took out the time to knit you together. Do, do you Have you ever seen someone actually knitting? It just seems so intricate in that there's just so much patience with it and there's so much detail, right? And when they're completed, you're like, wow, that started from just that little, that one piece of yarn. So, you know, God took out the time to knit you together, to intricately put you together. He knows you from the inside out, all right? He knew us from the beginning all the way to our end before we were even made, before we were even thought of, right? He has done this for every person. That's the even more beautiful part. And it just speaks to how magnificent God is. Like, I can't even wrap my mind around how amazing God is, how awesome God is, because he did this for every person, right? You know, how amazing is that? So the message version, I'm going to actually read that out. It says, oh, yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God. You are breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I even lived one day. And so that is so beautiful. Can you imagine just your entire life, which you don't even know, <laughs> your entire life, past, present, future, was laid right before God, right when he created you. That's absolutely amazing. So you are so, so worthy because you are awesomely and wonderfully made. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 17. Y'all might get mad. Come Hey, look, okay. I, I was like, God, all right. I know I can't not put this in here. So here we go. Um, but I am reading from the message version for both scriptures. Because um, I believe it just made it very plain and detailed. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 17. You realize, don't you, that you are the temple of God and God himself is present in you? No one will get by with vandalizing God's temple. You can be sure of that. God's temple is sacred and you, remember, are the temple. All right. So we are God's temple. All right. 
So God's, if you're God's temple, you are valuable, okay? You are worth it. How worthy are you that God said, your body is my temple? Hmm. So 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 goes on to say, there's more to sex than mere skin on skin. Sex is as much spiritual mystery as physical fact. As written in scripture, the two become one. Since we want to become spiritually one with the master, we must not pursue the kind of sex that avoids commitment and intimacy, leaving us more lonely than ever, the kind of sex that can never become one. There is a sense in which sexual sins are different from all the others. In sexual sins, we violate the sacredness of our own bodies. These bodies that were made for God-given and God-modeled love for becoming one with one another. Or, didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place? The place of the Holy Spirit? Don't you see that you can't live however you please? Squandering what God paid such a high price for? The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let people see God in and through your body, okay? So this scripture, oh, it, it's a lot in it, right? And so um, I really want to take the time to break this down when we do have our episode related to sex. But I just want to just touch on it for the fact of it showing that you are valuable, that God owns you. He owns the whole works of you, right? Uh, that the Holy Spirit dwells within you, right? And so that is a sacred place. Your body is a sacred place. Um, and the fact that it, it brings back forth what God pays such a high price for. Valuables are normally paid a high price for, right? So that in itself, you are valuable because God paid a high price for you. You know, you are so valuable that God caused your body to be a temple. And a temple is a place devoted for worship and a dwelling place. And so when I saw that, I was like, okay, if a temple is a place devoted for worship, God, you said that when our bodies are a temple, that that is actually worship. It's, it's actually, y'all, in Romans 12 and 1, it talks about how we must keep our bodies as a temple, holy and acceptable, for this is true worship. So I thought it was so interesting how <laughs> the definition of a temple is a place devoted for worship and God literally says that our bodies are temples and that it's true worship in doing so. You are so valuable. And I know you keep saying, Shana, you keep saying that because I'm trying to get it ingrained in you that you are valuable, you are worthy. So you are so valuable that the joining of one another in covenant, so marriage, allows you to become one. It is not God's desire for us to give away parts of us, y'all. It's not in any way. Um, to any and everybody who we think, you know, should have it or who we think is the one or who we don't for that matter. I know that there is a spirit of uh, sexual freedom within this generation. People believe that um, if they just have sex with anyone that they're free. Well, let me tell you, you're actually binding yourself. Oh, I... Whew, I felt that Holy Spirit. You're actually binding yourself, literally. It's such the lie of the enemy to make something that binds you seem like it frees you. What? What? Because all this time, everybody is running around talking about, oh, I'm sexually free. My body is my own. I get to do what I want. Yeah, yeah. You're actually binding yourself right? You're adding soul ties. You're opening doors to spirits, right? You're bringing demonic things into your life. All the while, in the natural, 
you're talking about i'm free i could do what i want uh -uh. you're opening the door for depression you're opening the door for anxiety you're opening the door for confusion okay you're opening the door for actual physical disease right physical infection right but meanwhile i'm free i can do what i want this my body hey no it is a lie of the enemy okay it is a lie of the enemy to say that having sex out of marriage and having sex with anybody with whoever whenever whatever when you want it's a lie of the enemy. Sexual freedom is not, it doesn't exist. That term needs to be, it needs to go because it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. Okay. Um, and so, hey, I, look, I'm just, I, I don't know if, if, if someone's listening and they're going to be upset by that, but it's the truth and you can't do anything against the truth. All right. Because when I tell you when I was in the world and I was giving my body away to any and everybody, even when I was in a committed relationship with someone giving my body away to that person no it, it it's it it took parts of me and what did I have I had all of these other um I was exposed to all these different things that I didn't even know right we have to realize that there is literally a battle of principalities there's literally a battle of spirit versus flesh our bodies are sacred we are vessels right? Would you just let anybody into your home? That's how we have to look at our bodies. Your body is a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, okay? I'm pretty sure that the Holy Spirit doesn't appreciate all these visitors in his home, okay, that have not been brought in by covenant. So I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to keep going because, again, we're going to have a whole separate episode where we can really dive in. Um, Matthew 6 and 26, look at the birds of the air, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? This passage actually uh, begins telling us not to worry, but I wanted to pull this specific part out of the uh, scripture because it brings to surface again that God values you more than the birds, you know, more than the animals, more than all these other living things, God values you more. And if they don't have to worry about food, why should we, right? If they don't have to worry about shelter, why should we, right? Because you are that much more valuable. God um, sees sees you as worthy, right? He's not going to let you just be out here, right? <laughs> he will provide for you if you allow him to. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. You'll probably hear me reference this scripture a lot in the episodes because it is very near and dear to my heart, especially when moving into a new season of my life. Um, I had to be reminded of this scripture that although things may be looking differently towards me in the natural, that God is working together for my good and that he wants to give me hope in the future, nothing else, nothing else, right? He wants to give me a life in abundance, right? Um, so you are so valuable that God wants to provide you with a future. He doesn't want you to be destitute and hopeless. You know, he provides you with a future. He only has plans for good things for you, right? Only good things. Isaiah 43 and 4 says, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you, I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Um, I want to read the message version. It's a little long, y'all, but bear with me because I just really love how 
they go in detail and just gives you a better understanding of the scripture. Um, but first, I want to say that God does see you as precious. And I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, okay, God, you know, what, what does precious really mean? And precious, uh, de the definition of precious was something that's not to be wasted or treated carelessly. All right. And so isn't that beautiful that God sees you as precious? He doesn't want you to waste, right? He won't waste you. The message version says, but now God's message, the God who made you in the first place, Jacob, the one who got you started, Israel, don't be afraid. I've redeemed you. I've called your name. You're mine. When you're in over your head, I'll be there with you. When you're in rough waters, you will not go down. When you're between a rock and a hard place, it won't be a dead end because I am God, your personal God, the holy of Israel, your savior. I paid a huge price for you, all of Egypt with rich Cush and Seba thrown in. That's how much you mean to me. That's how much I love you. I sell off the whole world to get you back. Trade the creation just for you. See, I, I believe that, that that was just so much more intimate, right? It's like, wow, God, wow, you know? You told me not to be afraid. You value me You value me so much that you've called my name. You know my name and I am yours, right? He values you so much. He values you so much that he is there for you, that if you're in rough waters, he won't let you drown. If you're between a rock and a hard place, you're going to be able to get out. There will be a way of escape, you know? And what I love about this is God said, I'm your personal God. He makes it personal with you right? You are worthy of a personal relationship with God, okay? And again, and again, God says, I paid a huge price for you. There goes that price, y'all. You're valuable. God paid a huge price for you, <laughs> a huge one. And he says, that's how much you mean to me. That's how much I love you. God is literally telling you here, look, you mean so much to me. I don't care if that guy doesn't care about you. I don't care if that man doesn't love you. You mean so much to me. You mean so much to me. This is how much I love you. This is how much I mean to you. God is sitting here trying to tell you, look, you mean so much. I love you so much. And you're too busy looking at this person, trying to get this love from a relationship, trying to get this love from your mother, trying to get this love from your father, trying to get this love from your peers. When God is sitting there like, look, hey, over here, hey, <laughs> hey, I love you so much. You mean so much to me. Hey, he said, I sell off the whole world to get you back. What? What? Trade the creation just for you. How important are you that God would trade the creation for you? The creation. All right. And so there's another scripture that we're going to talk about that kind of uh, feeds off of that in one moment. But I want to enter. Um, I want to place in here Psalms 53 and 2. God looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand and any who seek God. Okay, so in this scripture, God sounds like he's pursuing us. Yes. All right. And then Luke 15, 3 and 7, which this is duo, it uh, supports the fact that God pursues us, but also it um, also supports the end of Isaiah uh, 43 and 4 when he says that he will sell off the whole world to get you back. Uh, Luke 15, 3 and 7 says, and Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. 
Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Okay? So two things here. One, God pursues us, right? The Bible tells us to uh, pursue God, but did you know that you are so valuable that God pursues a relationship with you? In that parable, the shepherd leaves 99 of the sheep, right, because of that one that was lost, okay? And just like at the end of Isaiah 43, and four, um, I sell off the whole world to get you back. I trade the creation just for you. Look at how valuable you are. Look at how valuable you are. God would leave the people that uh, the righteous people where they are, right, to come after you. That's how valuable you are. So God pursues us. So for all the women that are in a situation, in a relationship, um, you know, maybe right now or you have been and the man won't pursue you, you don't understand why he isn't coming after you, um, you actually found yourself in the place of chasing, and you didn't like it, but you you really wanted his attention, you know, you were looking and pursuing after him instead of pursuing after God's heart, let me tell you, leave it alone, sis, leave it alone. If God can pursue us, then a man, the right, suitable man, can pursue us as well. Continue to go after God's heart, right? And everything else will be added on to you. The Bible says to seek the kingdom first, right? Seek the kingdom of God first and all these other things will be added on to you, all right? Watch how the relationship with God blows your mind. Let me tell y'all, I have been really, really working on my relationship with God. I'm in a relationship with God right now, if you were wondering, <laughs> I am in a whole relationship with God. Like, seriously, God has been showing me things each and every day, right? He has been revealing things. God has been working within me. He has been healing. He has been loving on me. He has been caring for me. He has been providing for me. This is the best relationship I've never been in. <laughs> but for real, y'all, for real, God wants that relationship with us. He wants to give you those things. So why don't we see ourselves as worthy? Why is it that we get into this place where we're like, I'm not worth it, I'm not enough? And like I said prior, um, in the beginning of the episode, a lot of times that is birthed from a loss of identity. We don't know who we are and we don't know whose we are. But it's worth mentioning that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. In this, he tries to steal your self-worth, he tries to kill your identity, and destroy your destiny by doing so. But the other part of the scripture states that Jesus came so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. There goes that price that was paid. There's that price that was paid. You were so valuable that God wanted to have a way for you to still have life and have it more abundantly. Today, I speak abundance in your self-worth, abundance in your identity. You will know who you are in Jesus' name. You will see your value in Jesus' name. You will leave that relationship. You will get out of those situationships. You will not let that job continue to mistreat you. You will not let your family tell you you aren't good enough. What does God say about you? What does God say about you? So we're going to do something a little different. You know, I believe that when you speak things out of your mouth, 
they will come to pass through the manifestation of God and, the, and God's will for you. Philippians 4 and 13 states that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This means you have the power to see yourself as worthy, deserving, beautiful, confident through the strength that Christ gives. God has given me some I am confessions, all right? And they're confessions not to be confused with manifestations because we can't manifest anything out of our own power. But we can confess what God has said about us and meditate on his word that tells us so. All right. Repeat after me. I am worth the pursuit. I am worth the commitment. I am worth the weight. I am worth love. I am worth forgiveness. I am beautiful. I am awesomely and wonderfully made. I am intelligent. I am wanted by God. I am valuable to God. I am beautiful to God. I am loved by God. Amen. So God sees your value. He has been waiting for you. He has been on the other side of the door. He said to knock and it shall be open. Seek and you shall find. He is waiting there for you. Okay. And so if you listen to this episode and you were like, you know, Shana, I literally, I, I don't have much self-worth. I, I've kind of lost my identity. I don't know what to do. And I, I, what I'm doing isn't working. It hasn't been working. I'm, I'm tired of giving my body away to any and everybody. I want to break that spirit. I, I, I don't want to be held down. I want to break those soul ties. I want to move on from this relationship. I know God doesn't want me in it, but I just don't know how to move. I have a solution, and his name is Jesus, okay? Whether you are giving your life to God for the first time or whether you are returning to God, you're returning to your first love, you are rededicating your life to God, God is there with open arms just waiting for you to give him you are yes, all right? So the Bible says that if you believe it in your heart, right, and you confess it out of your mouth that Jesus is Lord, all right, and that he died for your sins and he was raised from the dead, then you will be saved. I actually want to be in community with you. You know, one of the things, one of the lies of the enemy is that we are to do this alone, right? We think that we can, all right, I gave my life to God. I'm good. I'm Gucci. That That is the first step. That is the first start. Um, and the enemy wants you to be alone in the situation, but it is not going to happen. It is not so. We have a wonderful Facebook group of women, of community, of women in the body of Christ. Um, and we would love for you to be a part. We want you to have community. We want you to have someone to pray with you when you need it. Um, we want you to have a safe place. So be sure to click the link in our call to actions on www.beautyforashespodcast.co. Um, we have a call to action with every episode for you to join the Facebook group. And um, as well as if you are um, coming to Christ for the first time, we have a link for that as well. And you will automatically be added to the group with that. So whether you're giving your life to Christ or whether you're just interested in being a part of the community, those call to actions are again on www.beautyforashespodcast.co. 
Um, please follow our socials as well. Um, we have a wonderful Facebook page as well as a Instagram. You can search them all by Beauty for Ashes podcast, um, all spelled out, no numbers. And um, we are just so excited. We are so excited. You know, this is the third episode. Honestly, y'all, this episode took a lot to get out. <laughs> um, when God told me that worthy, he, he, he specifically said that you need to have an episode about worth that's going to be important. And I literally was like, okay, God. And I thought it was going to be the easiest thing. Do y'all know this episode was literally the last one that I had to do. And it took me so many tries during the process. Like I had to do so much edits. I'm literally trying to get my words out and they kept getting jumbled up. You know, I'm just like, God, what is going on? <laughs> like, it's almost time for the live. Like, yes, y'all. Yes, I waited to the last minute and this was recorded the same day that the launch happened. Um, but it's okay because God is working on me <laughs> and he is changing my habits. Um, but it was really a lot. If I'm being honest and I'm being transparent, this is the topic that kind of scared me the most um, because I struggled with seeing my worth. So I really didn't even know where to start. Um, but I went after God and, and I asked him, what do you want me to say? And guess what? He answered. <laughs> and so here we are. Um, and I just hope that this blesses you as much as it blessed me when God gave it to me. Um, Y'all be blessed. Uh, definitely look out for next week's episode. Um, episodes will be dropping once a week on Wednesdays. Um, my goal is to have them out to you um, in the beginning of the day. So Wednesday you can begin to kind of munch on that early on in the day. But at the very least, it will be posted by 6 p.m. Um, and it'll be all on your favorite platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, um, Spotify, you name it. So again, thank y'all so much for listening. Please remember that you are worthy. You are worthy. You are valued. You are important. God loves you. Peace.